0: ACEC is coming to Boston. Join us on April 28th and 29th for our private market symposium on the hot healthcare and science and technology market. If you work for an engineering firm engaged in designing the hospitals, laboratories, and production facilities that power this critical market, this is the event for you. Learn more and register at acec.org. Welcome to Engineering Influence, podcast from the American Council of Engineering Companies. Today, we are taking a close look at the newly updated Engineering Business Sentiment Study for Q1 2022. And to join us in this conversation, we're very pleased to welcome Joe Bates. Uh, anyone who has been at an ACEC event over the past uh, few months and years uh, has seen Joe uh, up on stage, sometimes with Aaron McLaughlin talking about the economy, and sometimes uh, with other people at the institute talking about the research that they're producing. But um, Joe and his team have been very hard at work, pivoting from one study to another study to another study, from the COVID nineteen business impact studies to uh, other research and from, from the you know the economic profile and and forecasting, and now. Looking at an updated version of the business sentiment study, and it's a really interesting update. And Joe, thank you very much for uh, joining us this morning.
1: Hi, Jeff. I'm really happy to be here and talking with you about the study.
0: Yeah, this is this is really interesting because uh, it, it's it's something that. Especially today, with all the news coming out about the economy with, um, you know, sustained inflation, about um, concerns related to uh, what the Fed is going to do, you have this narrative going on about the economy potentially going into the red. And then you have this update, which kind of, again, broadly surveyed 600 executives and kind of did a did a, a net rating score on what they feel about um, their firms, their finances, outlook on hiring, and of course the macro economy. And it paints kind of a very different story. Can you kind of go into how the study was was first done and, and what this net rating system is, and then what the big takeaway is from the from the update?
1: Sure. So I conceived of this study with Daphne Bryant, who's the uh, head of the ACEC Research Institute, we wanted to develop a study that would take the pulse of the industry. And so what we're doing is every quarter, we are going out to the leaders of ACEC member firms. Those are people who are VPs and above. And we're asking them about their outlook Um, current conditions, uh, current conditions compared to the last three months, as well as what they anticipate in the next 12 months. So that's how we conceived of this study. And we wanted to do this so that we could track over time what's happening within our industry. There's a lot of other industries that do similar types of studies. And so we wanted to create this study for the engineering and design services industry. So that's sort of how it came to be. And we have now done the second quarter of this study. And it's really interesting because the first quarter, we learned some new things. It was all new. So we weren't really sure what to make of it other than, wow, everything looks to be going very well, which was really good news because we have similar types of data points from the COVID research we did, which we're painting to a very bleak picture At the beginning of the pandemic and a recovery but a very Mm -hmm. uneven recovery larger firms doing better than smaller firms so that's kind of where we were now what we're seeing is a divergence of the sort of fortunes of the firms and the industry versus the u.s economy and i think it's really easy to understand when you dig a little deeper into the numbers
0: so what, what are the numbers telling you on how optimistic the industry is on on the aggregate about where they're going to be, where they are now, and where they look at um, you know 12 months forward, where they kind of believe they're going to find themselves? Right.
1: So right now, firms are very optimistic about their own finances, as well as the condition of the industry itself. We're seeing what really can only be described as record levels of optimism. You know, I think it's understandable coming out of the pandemic, the firms have recovered more quickly than what we had anticipated during the pandemic. So there's a lot of good things happening within the industry. It's it's been very resilient. On on top of that, you layer the fact that we just saw the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act Passed and enacted, and this is what is fueling the optimism for the industry and for firms over the next year. But we're seeing even more of a a divergence with respect to the health of the economy because of inflation, because people understand that interest rates are going to go up because of a labor shortage that we're having right now, because of geopolitical tensions. There's a lot of issues that are clouding the US economy. But the good news is that the engineering and design services industry so far has been um, shielded from those effects.
0: Yeah, I mean, the findings are, are, and it says it in the report, and it's true, it's staggering. that you look at the net rating for, you know, the outlook for overall firm finances is a plus 88 and plus 82 for the, for the engineering design services industry. I mean, that's a, that's a massive number. And then you look at, you know, firms, of course, with more than 500 employees, and it's even stronger at plus 98 net rating. But even the firms right. that, uh, you know, yeah are are not the smaller firms also have a very positive one but the, but again like you said those those concerns related to economic stability international crises and and, and the like it's pushing down that sentiment on the outlook for, for for the economy on a macro level um it's it's about um what plus 29 or so it's like it's gone down
1: right it's gone down by 11 points for the current sentiment. And if you look ahead twelve months, it's turned negative. And of course, this is only our second time yeah. conducting the study, but it's the first time that we've seen it go negative in the future 12 months. And to to just explain a little bit more about the net ratings, you take the positive sentiment and you subtract the negative sentiment from that. There's also neutral. So there's another category. And so when you talk Mm -hmm. about a plus 98, you can't go higher than plus 100. That's that's the top. (laughs) So you you literally can't get more optimistic if you're a large firm right now. Um, but as you said, with the U.S. economy, we are just barely treading even at the moment and it's trending to the negative for sure.
0: Looking at the regional breakdown of how the firms are are reporting out their data, was there anything that stuck out at you? Is there anything that kind of is, is very different from when you looked at the covid-19 kind of reporting on on regional breakouts it seems like the northeast seems to be the most positive okay i can see why that is just you know basically because you have the larger metropolitan areas and you have the you know 95 corridor and all the build out that's happening there but um anything else stick out at you with that regional breakdown
1: yeah we're actually seeing a lot of of changes under the surface right so during the pandemic, the data points we had pointed to a a much more difficult time if you were in the West or the Northeast. And a lot of that had to do, uh, you know, With with shutdowns, with the extent of shutdowns, the extent of social distancing, et cetera, that different states and different areas of the country were taking. Now, in the first sentiment study, we still saw that hangover. We saw that firms in the northeast and the west were less optimistic, although still very optimistic, but less so than in the south and the midwest. What we're seeing in this second wave in the first quarter of 2022 is a more leveling out of sentiment across the country. So so yeah, we saw a big uptick mm. in the northeast but really it's just bringing it in line with the rest of the country. So that's kind of the story at the regional level right now is things are sort of evening out across the country, but we're also seeing that same trend when you look at firm sizes. Again, the smaller firms were hurt the hardest during the pandemic. They took the longest to recover, but we're now seeing in this first quarter of 2022, a very, it's getting much closer. It, the larger firms are still more optimistic, especially if you look about you know twelve months into the future. But those smaller firms are catching up, and that I think is a really good and positive yeah. story as well.
0: It really does show a complete narrative from the the beginning research that you did during COVID nineteen, where as you mentioned, you know we saw that unequal recovery. We saw, you know, it was it was it was very. It was very mixed throughout those months. And while overall together it was a positive story that the industry was doing well, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't across the board even. So it does seem like over time now, as we exit and hopefully we get into endemic period and and and, and we you know move out of the mandates, we moved out of of, of really this pandemic environment that we do get this evening of the industry, which is, it's a good sign to show us that, that the, the, the industry as a whole is, is, is coming out into a more balanced recovery.
1: We see that all over the place. You know, you can just read the news and you see that things are starting to become more normalized. We're, we're emerging, as you said, from various restrictions that the pandemic imposed. So we definitely see that within this data.
0: Yeah. Now, now looking at sectors because it's it, it looks like there are a couple of sectors that far and away are leading um, in terms of sentiment. Um, it looks like in the very positive, you know, looking at right now, and then you know, the changeover from the previous quarter, it looks like industrial manufacturing facilities is is, is very strong, followed by healthcare, commercial real estate, water, wastewater and then science and technology. Um, and, you know, science and technology, its a, that's, that's a growing field, and actually we're going to be doing a private market symposium up in Boston at the end of April um, on science, uh, healthcare science and technology, which is, you know, perfect place to do it in Boston, um, right at the doorstep of MIT and, 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 and the growing biotech industry up there. You know, how how do you see the sectors panning out here? Is there anything that that kind of stood out to you or or, or I mean, commercial real estate and just real estate in general has been residential real estate has been driving a lot of a lot of industry growth here uh, year over year over 20 percent growth. Anything else kind of stick out um, as as an important kind of change, positive or negative in your mind?
1: Yeah, I think there's a couple things. The first is that when you look at the net ratings by sector, they're overwhelmingly positive. I mean, we do have some sectors that are overperforming and others that are sort of lagging relative to each other but overall the sentiment is is very positive as it is with the firms finances and the industry so not surprising to see that very positive sentiment when you look at the sectors but what we're seeing in terms yeah. of the stronger sectors are those that really were doing well and holding up well during the pandemic so as you mentioned you know water and wastewater and healthcare facilities Data centers in particular, you know, those are going to, those just have been growing for years and years. But sectors that really were booming during the pandemic, we're still seeing those as being the leading sectors. And as you said, residential land development, you know, that's really hot. And it's, it, I think it's going to cool off, but it's still at the moment, it's really strong. So the laggards, though, yeah. are those areas where people congregate. So when you look at convention centers, sports facilities that again it's still oh it's positive overall, but it's one of the lowest sectors at the moment relative to others and mm-hmm. so that's kind of what we're seeing at the moment
0: so let's take a look at some hot button kind of points with the sentiment study and I guess the two things are um Um, you've got backlog project backlog, and then you're looking at also the question of hiring, which is always a hot button issue, especially, you know, now with the infrastructure investment and jobs act passed, it all comes down to questions of capacity within the engineering industry. What did you find related to backlogs, um, at, at firms that, that kind of differed from, from last, the last, uh, survey done?
1: Yeah, you know, it really kind of is confirming what we're seeing in the sentiment, right? So far, we're seeing backlog kind of track with sentiment. And so overall, um, backlog is still is is strong. You know, it was it got down to yeah. less than six months during the pandemic and, and much less for certain segments of of the industry. But right now, we're seeing a really healthy 10 months. So so that's positive, right? And we're seeing that hold steady. So that's really good news as well. And firms by and large are very positive when we ask them about their anticipated future backlog. So what we're seeing is, uh, again, using that sort of net rating aspect, we're seeing a plus 53 in terms of I'm sorry, a plus 55, it's up from plus 53 compared to last quarter. So still very, very strong. And when you look underneath the hood a little bit, again, we see that it's sort of leveling out a little bit more in the regions, although the West is still lagging a bit, but it, it's starting to come back. And we're also seeing those smaller firms have more positive increases in backlog, whereas the larger firms are starting to to hold back a little bit more. But but the large firms were doing very, very well to begin with. So uh, overall, backlogs are holding up. And again, it's sort of evening out from what we had seen earlier.
0: Now, on the hiring issue, um, we find that 90% of respondents in the survey did indicate that their firm at least one staff opening, which was an increase of 87% from the last quarter. Um, Even though the median number of of openings, open positions is largely unchanged, um, that number of of, uh, opening at firms with more than 500 full-time employees, so the the larger firm surged from 60 to 80. Um, So it seems as though you know hiring is still a hot button issue but then that goes right head to head with inflation which is also a major concern yeah how you know what did you find as far as what the firms are thinking about um in terms of uh salary hiring and you know what their what their outlook is in 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 capacity issues
1: yeah that's... i <sighs> it, you know, depending on your perspective, (laughs) it's good news or it's bad news, right? So if you're an employee, yeah, right. (laughs) If you're an employee, you're like, hey, If you're an employee, it's
0: great. If you're, (laughs) yeah. Yeah.
1: But from the firm perspective, um, it's a very tight labor market. I mean, as you said, nine out of 10 firms have at least one open position. And the reason we saw that average go up, but the median stayed the same was because those larger firms surged. I mean, to have the median go from 60 to 80 among large firms, that's really remarkable. So We are seeing a hiring surge like we've never seen before. And and there's a lot of factors playing into that, but people dropped out of the labor force during the pandemic and haven't come back. Um, And that's just added fuel to the fire. Now you put on top of that inflationary concerns. Well, the cost of living is going up. The cost of goods are going up. The cost of raw materials and supplies are going up. And there's a lot of reasons for that as well. And then you layer on top of that firm salaries on average really jumped last year. We we saw a median, a median increase across firms of five percent. Now that's just taking all levels of, of employment into consideration. But five percent, that's pretty remarkable when before last year. Not really this specific industry, but if you look at the data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, you were seeing regular increases of about two, two and a half percent, right? So to go to five in, percent in one year and then to have a large percentage of firms who reported that their salaries were increasing even higher, we had 12 percent of firms say that their average increase was tw- 10% or higher like that's that's remarkable so we're heading into some tough times when it comes to the labor market and inflation and i think that's why when we ask firms what they think about the impact of the the jobs act we're seeing a little bit more of a tempered response there they're definitely optimistic that it's going to help the grow the economy it's going to help sustain the industry, but in terms of profitability, firms are much more concerned, they're a little bit more hesitant because of these other factors at play. So, uh, you know, Aaron and I, for instance, we talked early last year that we saw inflation coming, We we and when the government was saying, this is going to be temporary, it's transitory, we were like, ah, it doesn't look like it to us. <laughs> we were right, you know. Um, it's here. It's here for a little while. And once you start to get a surge of 7% inflation, which is what we saw for the whole of last year, um, the Fed has to start tightening. It, it, it has no choice. And um, we're, we're in for an interesting year, I think, when it comes to the macro economy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, and it, everybody's waiting for the Fed to act. Um, and so far, Not much has happened, um, but, you know, it shows in the data. I mean, 73% responded that they are extremely concerned about the impact inflation is going to have on their firm in the coming year. Um, You know, yes, opportunities will uh, largely 62% report that, you know, the, the IIJA is going to create more opportunity. But... As you said, Joe, that number goes down when it talks about that profitability number with just 39% of respondents agreeing that the bill is going to increase profitability at their firm. So these larger macroeconomic concerns are really you know, eating into that sentiment. So we kind of have a tale of two cities here. We've got an industry that looks very optimistic as far as what they consider um, in terms of their firm finances and how their firms are performing. But then you have this larger looming cloud that's the U.S. economy as a whole. And that's kind of a, a note to our policymakers in Washington that, you know, What's happening is you know what happened, what's happening with inflation and, and, and the economy is having you know, impact on on some of our most important sectors of the economy. Um, this is really good information. I, I think that this is the kind of thing that, that, that shows the value of the ACEC Research Institute, especially when you have the first sentiment study, you have that benchmark and now, we can look and we can actually measure against time and events in the world. My understanding is that you're going to have a roundtable on this study coming up uh, very soon in March. Uh, tell us a little bit about that um, and and you know what you're looking to get out of that roundtable.
1: Absolutely. So Aaron and I are going to do a roundtable. It is in March. The public... Th- uh, publicizing of that will be happening very very shortly so you know keep your eyes out for emails about that but what Aaron and I are going to do we're going to talk about the macroeconomic figures we're going to update some of the data that our economists produce for us with the forecasts from last year and then we're going to talk about the sentiment study and she's going to talk about what she's seeing from the private market data that she tracks so i think it's going to be a really lively discussion we're going to go into more details than you and I were able to address here today. And we're going to be able to answer questions from the audience. So this is, yeah. was a very, very popular roundtable when we did our forecast and a first economic sentiment study that we had last year. I'm really expecting we'll have a great attendance this year. And I'm really looking forward to being able to talk about what's going on with the industry, where it's headed, and answer people's questions. And, and um, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll be okay this year. And I, again, I think we're cushioned, you know, by, by the Infrastructure and Investment Jobs Act. But there's a lot that we have to pay attention to. So everybody needs to stay tuned.
0: Yeah, go to www.acecresearchinstitute.org to get a, a copy of this study for free. And also to register for that roundtable, again, complimentary to ACEC members. It's going to be a great, informative discussion. And Joe, uh, keep up the great work. I mean, this, this is exactly the kind of stuff that I think that uh, we had in mind when we thought about the Research Institute um, and kind of setting ACEC apart by producing its own owned, produced research for the industry. And I think for any executive sitting out there uh, wondering about you know where things are going, Reports like this definitely help them uh, plan for the for for the near and and long term. Absolutely, you know, you said
1: it, uh, Jeff. That, that this is not available anywhere else. This is unique to. The ACEC Research Institute, it's something that we have created for the members and for the industry, and it is our hope and our desire that it will help the firms navigate the future. If you have a crystal ball or even a a cloudy crystal ball as it is sometimes, that's much better than not having a crystal ball at all.
0: Again, Joe Bates with the ACEC Research Institute. Thank you very much for joining us. And uh, we look forward to digging into this data into the future for the next sentiment study release. And uh, of course, there's going to be a lot more coming out of um, the ACEC Research Institute, um, namely a QBS study, which is going to be also very useful for our firms uh, engaged in public and private sector uh, uh, markets. And then a, a design build study. There's a lot happening. So stay tuned for more. Uh, Until then, this has been Engineering Influence, a podcast from the American Council of Engineering Companies. We'll see you next time.